Welcome to Inside MTV Siesta Key. I am Laura Finaldi, and we are back again with the second to last episode of season two. Super exciting. And guys, like as I promised last week, we have a very special guest with us today. Herald Tribune entertainment reporter Jimmy Gertz is here. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for joining me today. Sure. Jimmy um, pulled the short end of the straw. I'll be totally honest with you guys. It was quite a... Um, undertaking to get anyone in the newsroom to want me to join this podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. But anyway, I thought that Jimmy would have an interesting perspective on the show because he did recap it last season. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever been on the podcast before? No, this is actually my first time. We kind of stayed in separate worlds. I would do the print reviews and then all of you would get to be in your cool little podcast room. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. I can't believe that you're, that this is your first time. I feel so honored. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, you've been a little bit behind this season, right? You haven't really been watching. I have. So I've only watched two episodes a season, which is kind of uh, an interesting experience. Like I, I keep coming and watching new episodes and then there's like, you know, some new guy named Chad or Chelsea. <laughs> it's, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's just one guy that looks identical. Yep. I know. It's yeah. It, you have to keep up with all these interesting characters they bring in and out. But yes, dear listeners, that's the kind of wit you can expect <laughs> over the next 35 minutes with Jimmy Gertz here. Um, so yeah, so we can talk about the, this episode. It was, I would say the theme in my mind was disruption. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just a lot of things going on with like Kara and Garrett, the normal Alex and Juliet crap. Um, and you know, it's fitting. This did air during Mercury retrograde, which as Jimmy knows is a, is a big deal in my life. It's very important. Um, Yeah astrologically for those of you that don't know but disruption all kinds of miscommunications things like that those are all themes of mercury retrograde and um yeah so as we go along i'll ask you a couple things because since you haven't been watching i was curious about your thoughts about certain characters and things like that well and you know when i was watching it i was reminded of the phrase you know those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it because (laughs) like it seems like it's i've watched this episode i feel like five times already where like (laughs) alex and juliet break up for the last time I know. It's unfortunate. It's just history keeps repeating itself. And I actually feel like kind of bad for these producers in a way. It's like they just have to keep doing the same plot line over and over and over. But I guess, hey, that's show business, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the tough thing. I mean, I'm not as much of a reality TV connoisseur as you are, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the issue that CS the Key kind of runs into is that you have to have like these larger than life characters that, you know, people want to come back to, especially if it's the same characters each season. And CS the Key's just struggle that there's only so many people on the show. There's only so many romantic pairings that you can do and then undo and then do again. Um, and right. I think this this episode was a great indication of why that's always been an issue for the show. Yeah. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But I think you're definitely right about that. So we start off with uh, this benefit at Rocco's Tacos in uh, Tampa, Rocco's Taqueria, um, with Kelsey's mom. They're holding a benefit for MS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jimmy, we haven't really seen much of Kelsey this season, just so you know. Like, it's (laughs) she's been kind of absent um, these past couple of episodes, but she's back now and she's talking about her mom and she's getting really emotional. She's saying that her mom's her biggest support system. And that her mom having MS has changed her outlook on life. And mm-hmm. her boyfriend comes back, Jacob. Have you, do you know anything about Jacob? This is one of the uh, body snatcher pod people that's <laughs> new to me. Um, 
I mean, I thought it was a sweet speech that Kelsey gave, and like I could, I could definitely see that. I, I don't think she she doesn't even live in this area anymore, right? I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't do enough Instagram sleuthing to know for sure either. But um, it kind of it gave that impression they wanted to give her kind of a big moment this season. Um, and then yeah, the boyfriend he seemed nice. I thought it was a little weird that all he did was just kind of silently creep behind her during the speech. But I mean. <laughs> You know, whatever works for, you know, your public speaking. Yeah, it was good. Like the emotional support, like the hug and stuff, especially since like earlier on in the season, they had some issues because she had this late night beach soiree with um, Jared. As one does. Yeah, Yeah, of of course. And um, so, you know, that's another theme of Jared is like he seems to just be like shooting his shot for lack of a better term with the girls and like just losing every single time. He's the worst. I don't know who Jared is, but... (laughs) That's Jared. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll bring him up later. But anyway, so, you know, her and Jacob, like Jacob basically got wind of that whole situation. And mm-hmm. so the last time we saw the two of them together, it was kind of at a impasse, like what's going to happen. But it looks like they've made up. So that's good. Good for Kelsey. Good for Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get Kara and Garrett. I like to call them Carrot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that there's someone who hasn't heard that joke yet. <laughs> But anyway, so Carrot talking, having a serious conversation at, it looked like Bayfront Park in the dark. Um, I'm not totally sure. Uh, But so they're making up. Um, Kara went over to Alex's house a few episodes ago, like late night to just talk to him. Again, as one does, you know, if you're in Siesta Key, eventually you're going to go to Alex's house late at night. You know, (laughs) you're in Siesta Key and you're a female, you're going to end up going to Alex's house like (laughs) <laughs> no at least that's what. what the show wants to say you know right it doesn't matter who you are too you could be like a 60 year old snowbird like eventually it's <laughs> kind of like your rite of passage you've been to alex's house haven't you not late at night but you've been there <laughs> yes i have i haven't been there so apparently i'm not a real sarasotan but i'll i'll work on that you know mm-hmm. um season three. <laughs> oh god but um so they're, you know, like making up. I guess Garrett forgives her for going over to Alex's house. Nothing happened. But I can't really blame Garrett for being upset because mm-hmm. it, it is Alex. He has been burned before by Kelsey and Juliet, you know, like mm-hmm. cheating on him with Alex. God, I forgot about that. Right. You brought it up. Right. Yeah. So I just, you know, so I, I don't really blame him for being upset about Kara going over there. But um, he says, Garrett tells her that they make up. Garrett mm-hmm. tells Kara that he has a job opportunity, which would uh, have him travel around the country, different parts of the country, as a personal trainer and make a lot of money. And so that means that they might have to be long distance, which mm-hmm. I didn't really see that coming. But Which is kind of weird for a personal trainer, too. Is he just, uh, you know hanging out with like some traveling businessman or something. I don't know what opportunity you need to travel across the country as a personal trainer. Well, I mean, if you, I guess if depends on what business you're in, but a lot of these high powered people that make a lot of money, they travel a lot and they probably, it must be nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. I told you, I've always pictured myself as a rich person, (laughs) but you can like travel around the country and you need to stay fit too. So if you have an appointment with a personal trainer who's traveling with you, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Kardashians do it. They travel with personal trainers and stuff like that. Maybe it's scary. Maybe that'll be the plot twist. Maybe. Oh God. Can you imagine? Um, Yeah. He's running his uh, legal hotline from, you know, San Francisco now. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, Carrot might have to go long distance, which is a disruption that I did not see coming. Mm -hmm. But so that's interesting. 
Uh, we see we're back at Rocco's and we see Alex approach Juliet, which I guess we figured was going to happen. Yeah, he sure. always does that. He asks her how she's been, and he, you know, says to her, "I feel like you're doing way better than I'm doing." Um, she's been keeping herself busy. It's killing him because he misses her so much. Mm-hmm. And basically, she tells him, "Like Alex, just leave me alone. It's I don't want to have this conversation tonight. It's about Kelsey and her mom. It's not about us. Let's not go there." And she walks away, and he looks sad and dejected. Mm-hmm. Typical. I mean, he's a very emotional guy. You know, he's very expressive. <laughs> I know. Poor Alex. Yes. But I am glad that they didn't have a whole blowout fight at that thing because it really was like it would have made it, it was about Kelsey and her mom. Mm-hmm. And it, just to give them the opportunity to have that night be about that and not about another Alex and Juliet thing was good. Although I did forget to mention Polly and Brandon's performance. Well, right. There's nothing that's too sensitive here that it can't be made into a, you know, blowout bash between Polly and uh, Brandon. I know. It was like Kelsey gave this beautiful speech about her mom and then immediately Polly and Brandon jump on the stage and like start doing their rap thing and like swearing and like it was just very, very moving. And Well, I mean, that's probably what got everybody to Rocco's Tacos anyways, <laughs> is like the benefit. You know, you have your big charity galas and you need your big star and the big star. Of here was course. B, the BJ and the Polly. <laughs> the big BG. <laughs> the biggest star of Siesta Key. But yeah, so that was, you know, an interesting thing. Good for Kelsey for having the event for her mom. Um, Carrot. I'll, Carrot and Garrett. Back on the beach uh, I think it looks like Siesta Key Beach because I'm pretty sure he mentioned that's where they had their second date ever. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was Siesta Beach. And he says, I want you to travel with me. And she says, we can think about it and talk about it, but she doesn't want, she doesn't know if she wants to set her whole life aside for him. And I was like, I mean, Kara, what are you doing? What do you think of Kara? I don't know. I don't know anything about her. So like when she was saying I have my whole other life, it's like I've, I've I certainly haven't seen it. Right. No context. What does she what does she do on the show? Nothing. <laughs> so has... like conceivably, really, she should have looked at like I get to travel the country for free. Uh, right. Well, but... she has a lot of money. I think mm-hmm. that's what Brian has said. Like she's comes from a very wealthy family. OK. And so I don't know if she works, but she just kind of hangs out and I mean, she's probably traveled a lot would Mm -hmm. be my guess. So maybe it's like, she doesn't want to, she's like, whatever, I can travel whenever I want. And she actually invites Garrett to go to Italy with her and her family. And he's kind of like, well, I have to work. It's just two different worlds, two different socioeconomic classes. Like you have Kara, who's very wealthy, Garrett, who's had to work for everything he has. And then that kind of comes up briefly as like a butting heads moment Mm -hmm. for the two of them. So I just, I don't know. I mean, I if someone, if my boyfriend invited me to like travel with him while he's working, I, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, I mean, in, in her defense, too, she offered Italy and, she, you know, he turned her down and he's saying he has to work for a living. But, you know, I mean, they need personal trainers in Italy, too. You're eating a lot of spaghetti and pizza. It's a good point. And, you know. a good point. I don't think that they're obs- as obsessed with fitness as we are in Italy. Mm-hmm. That's just a guess. But, I mean... They probably are a little bit more relaxed about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just picture Italy as like everyone's just laying around eating pasta and like drinking wine all day. Yeah. So you, I think maybe Gary would just be getting angrier and angrier here. There, he's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're just eating so many carbs. What are you right. doing? You know, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. That's like probably not that far off. But so it was interesting to see them have that little source of tension because that's a very real thing that people face in relationships. I was curious in the beach scene, it's literally just them on a beach. Like, do you think when they're filming there, they like put like the little like zone like they do when there's sea turtles, like the little orange <laughs> tape around is like, you know, Siesta Key stars filming here. It's just as precious and just as illegal to disrupt the Siesta <laughs> Key filming as it is to disrupt sea turtles. I don't know. I'm sure they have part of the beach blocked off, but the last time they filmed on the beach, there were other people around. Mm -hmm. And I know that Wade has said that he's seen them filming in public, like at restaurants in Sarasota, like at Classico. I'm surprised. I've never seen them filming around here. I've seen the cast members around here, but Oh, never. you have? Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never seen any of them. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm sure you will eventually. I'm sure I will, but wasn't it last summer when they were filming? Um, yeah, I think so. And I think they've been doing it on and off pretty much right up until when they announced the uh, show was coming back on air. Right. Because I remember you and Carlos, our friend and coworker, talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, what is this show? Like, why? Do, who cares? And now now, now like, you're in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I was like, oh, I, I just figured maybe I would see them or whatever. We never saw them when we were, we, when we've been out together, but mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll happen for me someday. Season three. Well, one can only hope. Um, so we get a scene of the girls swimming together at Madison's dad's house mm -hmm. and they're talking about Alex again. Julia is talking about Alex again. And I'm like, okay, I know I say this a lot and I'm sorry to everyone listening to, you know, beat this to a pulp, but like, really? Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, I can't just, he clearly cheated on her again. Mm -hmm. And she's saying that she doesn't want to get back together with him. And this time it really seems like she's kind of like, I don't want to get back together with him. But now it's like, if he, now she's kind of saying, if he admitted it, then maybe we could get back together. And I'm like, if you've made it this far, then just stick to it. But she does say, that Alex is afraid of giving her space mm -hmm. because that means that if he does give her space, then she's going to move on. And she's asked him for space so many times and he just shows up. That is freaking scary to me. Well, I think the uh, the problem the show's always uh, suffered with the most, you know, speaking from my tour of duty in season one covering it. Um, so brave. Is, <laughs> thank you. Is uh, it's just it's really struggled to make Alex be a compelling romantic interest in any capacity beyond the money and uh, that. Like in this season, frankly, the couple of episodes I've seen, he's he's kind of scary. Like it's one thing just for him to be kind of a generic guy who you know chases women around, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a little creepy, uh, this episode, the fact that he literally just seemed pathologically unable to leave uh, Juliet alone. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not as familiar with season one as you are, but mm -hmm. I have noticed this season, we've talked about this before on the podcast, it, it is really kind of scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, he won't give her space, but it's like when they're together, he's mean to her. It's just very strange. And I, I, I see, like, just he's blatant about it. He says, I'm afraid of giving you space because that's when you're going to move on. That is, that's pretty concerning. So hopefully Chloe says that, you know, Juliet should be strong enough to walk away. Juliet says, well, how do you change someone who won't admit that what he does is wrong? And basically her friends are telling her, like, he may not be giving you space, but you need to figure out a way to stay away from this guy, which is, which is good advice. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the final scene with them, which I'm sure we'll get to later, is uh, soundtracked almost like a horror movie. And it's, right. it's, I think, correctly is. I know. I know. So uh, finally, we get Juliet's 21st birthday, which mm. I did not know she was underage. Yeah, which is a, uh, you know, question that the show's kind of sidestepped. Like, how is this person who's, you know, supposedly underage just been drinking for the past two seasons? But Right. And also, it seems like either the bars that they've been to in Sarasota, like, don't care or she has a fake ID or something. I, I mean, she's been shown at, like, lots of bars, lots of breweries. Like, don't aren't they worried about that? But I guess MTV has never been like shy about showing underage drinking or maybe she was 21 when they're filming it and that this is kind of the orchestrated event her 21st birthday you know who maybe knows? maybe it could be it could be out of order but i was surprised but it also kind of explains a lot to me about her because mm-hmm. some of the stuff that she does or will excuse i'm like why would you do that but there's a lot that i would would have excused when i was like 20 years mm-hmm. old like a lot more than i would put up with now so it's I, I, I kind of get it now, mm-hmm. but so, so she's excited because she's having her first legal drink. They're at American Social in Tampa, which you haven't been there, have you? No, that was one of the uh, bars that I never made it out to during my time in Tampa. Okay. I went there a couple months ago with uh, our friend Nicole, actually, and mm-hmm. it was, it was cool. Like it's right there on the water. It's a nice view. Um, it's a cool place. I like it. And so she's, you know, celebrating her 21st birthday there. Uh, she says she's got a pink cake. The cake is pink, just like her, apparently. That's <laughs> what, what she says. It was disturbing. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. But I love the hot pink color. It's one of my favorite colors. Mm-hmm. She's talking with Kara, which is funny because you haven't seen this, but like Juliet has been, she hated Kara up until this point because Kara's Alex's ex-girlfriend and apparently Kara's the one girl who's like emotionally distant enough or whatever. I don't know if it's that's the right way to say it, but to keep Alex interested, like maybe the one that got away for Alex. Mm-hmm. And so Juliet, just anytime Kara's been around, she gets mad and she's upset. But now they're best friends because they've kind of come to not best friends, but they're friends because they've kind of come to an understanding where Kara's like, I'm not going to go over to Alex's anymore. And Juliet's like, great. And well, I, imag- I, w- I imagine when you, uh, finish dating Alex is kind of like coming out of a war together you're bonded you know <laughs> no matter who you are by that shared experience yeah and that's pretty much what Kara says she says um life after Alex is good you're gonna be better off and so Juliet tells Kara that she thinks that she's old now to which I say shut up Juliet <laughs> not true um but yeah they're just having a good time and so this is where Jared gets his heart broken again mm-hmm. he Puts himself out there with Madison because they used to have a thing, I guess, when they were in high school. And this is strike two for Jared, mm-hmm. trying to get another one of the Siesta Key ladies and failing, unfortunately for him. She, they're friends. She's helped him through a lot of his issues. He is a veteran. He's, de- he's dealing with PTSD. Mm-hmm. He's getting therapy for it. And he's telling her that he wants to be with her and that she's the one that got away and Madison's like, it's purely friendship from my standpoint. And also I've been talking to Brandon. So no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, you know, unfortunately for Jared, once again. I thought it was probably one of the more realistic uh, scenes in that episode. I mean, um, usually I think Madison generally seems to be the most grounded character on the show. At least she was when I watched it. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, it was, you know, it was awkward and painful, but that's also probably how it would have been in real life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he put himself out there. So good for him. And, you know, I just think he seems like maybe he's a little better, but Mm -hmm. he needs to work on himself anyway. So then Alex shows up. Everyone asked for this, (laughs) a.k.a. no one. He's on his boat. He's... Yeah, can we talk about this, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's weird the show suggests this is just a normal thing. Like, you do, like, you text somebody, like, oh, hey, we're out at the bar. And they're like, okay, I'll drive, you know, across the bay and go see you. Yeah, I know. It's it, well, That's the thing. They do that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. There was another instance a couple episodes ago where, like, just they're just whipping their boats around, having a great time. It's like, all right, cool, perfectly normal, siesta key life. Maybe for some people, not for us. But, yeah, so... He shows up, of course. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he was even invited? And Juliet sees him. Chloe reminds her, Juliet, he had sex with that girl. And it seems like Chloe is now suddenly on the train of the only way they'll ever get back together is if he admits the truth, which is strange because it's like what happened to the don't get back together at all train. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You got to keep it going through the finale. Oh, that's true. And and Chloe, as Madison told me and Elizabeth last when when we interviewed her mm-hmm. is the one that watches reality TV the most and tries to keep the plot lines going and keep things going. So that's what that's what uh, she's kind of like the Salieri of like the uh, siesta key. She's orchestrating everything behind the scenes and keeping it going. Pretty much the Chris yeah. Jenner. I'm sure she would like that comparison. Um, so Alex shows up. He is so slimy. Mm-hmm. Hey, birthday girl, you look great. I can't believe you're 21. I wouldn't want to miss this for anything. He gives her a present. She's sobbing the whole time, mm-hmm. like looking sad. And yeah, I don't know. What'd you think of this whole exchange? It was uh, it's pretty gross. I mean, like there's never been a time where it hasn't been at least a little bit gross. But like I said, it's almost more like a horror movie or something like that now. It's just... Uh, I I wonder how they're going to keep making it seem like a compelling relationship or any reason why you would want to be with him. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they struggled with that in season one, and I imagine they must be through all this season as well. Yeah, I, I just don't see how it could still be compelling to mm-hmm. anyone at this point. I don't get it. I, I think a lot of the fans that I've seen in like different CSTK Facebook groups feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just not like who's rooting for them, <laughs> right? I just, I mean, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Polly's rooting for Polly. <laughs> right. Polly's like on the, he's shipping himself and Alex, it seems like. I don't know. But so he says, there's a lot of temptations in life, especially for me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't slept with another girl since they were seriously dating. I love you. That will never happen again. Polly tells Amanda and Chloe he didn't see Alex have sex with anyone. <laughs> so good. Right. I mean, that's kind of that's the rule of journalism, right? It's like make sure you get what Polly says, then you can go from there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll make sure to call him for everything. From that's now right. On. Yeah. But he's Alex wants to make it up to Juliet, and he says that if I can make it up to you, you'll be the happiest girl in the world. At what po- at which point I wrote down what the f this is a waste. <laughs> I don't know, I just don't know. And Polly says, um, "This is the kind of insight you can expect from Polly." He says, "Maybe she will go back. Like you guys, oh, she will go back to Alex. You guys, as in Amanda and Chloe, will never let their relationship be the same 
And maybe she doesn't want what's best for herself. Oh. I mean, when you consider it from that angle, how can you really argue with that? Yeah, it's like, you know, that's her destructive tendency. You know? <sighs> and it's Polly's like, is literally everything around him and Juliet's is Alex exclusively. Right, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know Polly's one to talk. But we didn't get much from him this episode, unfortunately. I'm sorry you missed out on the whole Polly thing. Uh, I, I think I'll manage. Oh, my God. How, but it's, it's actually been really interesting. It seems like you've got a big fight scene uh, next uh, in the next episode in the finale. Yeah. In the preview. Ugh. Well, see, I don't really like him in the fight scenes. I more like him in the, like, the get me out of jail, bail me out of everything, it's not my fault type things. Because mm-hmm. I just find that mind-boggling, and I love to pick it apart. But, yeah. So we didn't get much from him. But so eventually Juliet agrees to let Alex come into the party. Mm-hmm. She says she's not ready to go back to where they were, but it's her birthday and she wants to be happy. She would really like it if he would come inside. And he has the dumbest smile I've ever seen across his face. And Amanda says he knows he's getting away with it. And he said she wants to push them both into the water. Mm-hmm which was pretty great. Yeah, that was good. I understand that feeling, Amanda. And that's when they're dancing and the song is just depressing, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Was that the Wicked Game cover? Is that when that came on? Yes. yes. Uh, Jimmy and Wade informed me that the song Wicked Game was originally performed by, who was it? Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. I know you guys are all like screaming at me right now. But uh, I don't. I don't know if there's that many people screaming about well, it. Well, it's just that like sometimes when I listen to a podcast and the and the host is like saying something that's like what is that and I'm like yelling at it. I'm like it's this, it's this, it's this. So anyway, but yeah. So Chris Isaac, Wicked Game. Who was? Do you remember the name of this artist? That the the one that covered it, Blue Neck. I, I want to say, but yeah. So what do you think of the score? I think that it would, there was like a horror movie sting as Alex was trying to win Juliet back, like I said. And I think, I mean, that that was appropriate. Like, hopefully there aren't people watching this and thinking this is the idea of like a, an appropriate relationship by any stretch of the imagination. Even by reality show standards, this is kind of a gross relationship. I know. And I was thinking about that, too. I was like, so reality shows, you see a lot of this kind of stuff in reality shows. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people are against reality TV shows and why so many people complain about Siesta Key. And some of it, like, when you get certain personality, like, where's the line between, like, entertaining and problematic, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, how much of it, how much of that problematic, like, not horribly problematic, but, like, how much crazy stuff can happen before, like... How much, how much, how many nice normal people can you have before it gets boring? Mm-hmm. And how many crazy people can you have before it gets like out of hand? I, I think that this is, this situation is a little too much mm-hmm. just because of the way that Alex has been acting as we discussed before. Well, and also the show's idea of romantic drama tends to be, you know, there's a guy, a girl, they get together, the guy cheats on the girl, they break up, and then the girl debates whether or not to get back with him, rinse, rise, repeat. Like, really, one of these girls should just cheat on one of the guys, I think. I know, right? Yeah. That would be interesting. And, and not like Garrett. Like, Garrett mm-hmm. doesn't, not again. But, but a gr- like, like a girl cheating on Alex and seeing how he deals with it, I think that'd be yeah. a little bit more interesting. It'd be compelling television, for sure. I'd be on board with that. Um, so yeah, that was depressing. And the next scene that we get is at a boutique called Intrigue. Madison and Kelsey, they're shopping. Mm-hmm. Madison's talking about Jared. Uh, Kelsey says, oh, I thought he was into me. I'm heartbroken. Joking. And 
This is when we hear Madison talk a little bit more about Brandon. Mm-hmm. She says that, so Kelsey says, all the boys want to be with you, Madison. And Madison says, will they all cheat on me? And she says, maybe I should get Tinder, which I don't know. Have you ever, you haven't been on Tinder ever, have you? No, but I don't know if there's many great relevant revelations that come in life after the sentence. Maybe I should get on Tinder. I like, know. it's not like maybe I should get on Tinder and then it's like, oh, and I got my graduate degree. Right. <laughs> Usually it leads to not great decisions. I know. I think like whenever I have said, like, maybe I should go on Tinder, it's always followed by laughter from someone, <laughs> like a friend. They're like, oh, really? You think you should go on Tinder? Like, yeah, that's pretty much the reaction that it that it gets. And I think Tinder, like, since it started, I guess it started as like that hook a hookup app. Mm-hmm. But then there started being a lot of people that I knew who like met their significant others from Tinder. But I think now, since there's so many dating apps out there, it might still have might be back to like that hookup reputation. I mean, whatever works for you and gets right. you into the right relationship. Although then Kelsey says, Well, that's how I met Garrett, and that's kind of seen as like a positive thing, but it's also like, Well, you guys have been broken up for like what like a whole season now basically right but i guess it is like a kind of like a success story you know if you meet a boyfriend or girlfriend that you end up dating for a couple months from tinder then that's that's good i guess but yeah i mean that was i don't know kelsey and garrett like got together pretty quickly after she moved there too i think but Mm -hmm. yeah so now brand so madison is like thinking about getting back together with brandon and kelsey's like i'm really protective of you and if i didn't think that he'd changed then I would say no, but like, I think he has. And let's be honest, he hasn't changed. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you haven't really seen much of the season, but like, I'm telling you, it's the same guy. I imagine it's mostly following his uh, fledgling rap career this season. Yeah, probably. Yep. mm -hmm, For sure. They are. They are following his rap career. I guess like they're showing that he's had some success. He's making some money, which I think, you know, that is like, this is all it takes is like a little bit of confidence and like just a tiny bit of musical talent and like some planning and you can do anything pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, and some notoriety, of course, that definitely helps. But so what do you think of this Brandon Madison possible reunion? I mean, again, like we were saying, it seems kind of uh, bad that the show's idea of like romances have a guy cheat on somebody and then have the woman want to come back to them. I mean, at least it sounds like this is probably the first time they've considered this with uh, Madison and Brandon, as opposed to like the seventh time with Alex and Juliet. But uh, right. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a bad way to present relationships in general, but also I just don't know how exciting it is really. Right. I don't think it's exciting. That's, that's the, you know, that's a big part of it is it's just not exciting. It's like, they're just doing it because they need something to do with the show. I think mm-hmm. there's only so many 20 year olds on CS, the key you compare together, I guess, I guess, but the show occasionally like gives us a peek into other people that they hang out with and mm-hmm. it's like there's probably a lot of people they all grew a lot most of them grew up here so they probably have a lot of friends that are like around so i don't know whatever but so the last thing that we see is oh boy Kara and chloe are doing arts and crafts <laughs> that's really where you do your gossip is like while you're tying like a blue thing together it's like some sort of tissue paper streamers thing she's having a end of summer blues party Mm -hmm. i've heard that somewhere in the episode and really when i go to a party if there's not enough arts and crafts i'm leaving right (laughs) away so yes i know that's why i always i you know when i have a party i need to make sure that it's properly decorated you get the popsicle sticks you get the macrame (laughs) you get the glue that's really how you get any like hip party started you got the pinata (laughs) even if it's just like a going away party there's a pinata it's parrot shaped you gotta have you gotta be prepared right 
And it's not like Kara doesn't have people to decorate for her, but whatever. So it seems like her and Garrett have kind of reached an impasse. They don't really know what they're doing. And Chloe has some receipts from Alex's ex who texted her the other night, although many super fans have pointed out that the texts were actually sent at 11 o'clock in the morning rather than 11 o'clock at night. Which is scarier, frankly. I know, right? <laughs> like, what was he doing texting her at 11 o'clock in the morning? But yeah, it was pretty scary. And so he's telling his ex that he still loves her, asking her to pick up the phone. Are you scared to see me? I'll always love you. And these are the texts that Alex's ex has sent to Chloe. And Chloe's like, I should probably tell Juliet. And Kara's like, yeah, you probably should. And also there's a video of him making out with a girl, too, mm-hmm. at a bar, which is just classic Alex to just be ballsy enough to make out with a girl at a bar, even when he's trying to get Juliet back. Just classic. Yeah. Well, that I mean, and also I don't know how you feel about her. It seems people are divided on her. But um, I, I do enjoy the uh, investigative reporter, Chloe, like gathering the materials on all of her friends. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it's good to have receipts, but... Sometimes I think she's a little too involved, but this was totally fair, I thought. And so, you know, like Chloe says, he's supposed to be fighting for Juliet. She really should know. And Kara's like, you really need to tell Juliet. And Chloe says, I'm afraid Alex is going to hate me, which never really seemed to stop her before. But at this time, at this point, it's like, you have to tell her. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Because, and, and but the, the way they frame it is, Oh, is this going to be the end of their relationship? Obviously, it's not. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you think? I'm just very tired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Like, we're kind of like down on it this episode, but it's just that I get a little bit frustrated by the Alex and Juliet back and forth and the way that they're framing it. And it's just, it's just a little bit tiring at this point, but. We'll see what happens next week. We'll see um, if they get back together. We'll see what happens with Polly, hopefully. And maybe, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think there'll be a season three? It's hard to say. I think it's in a uh, spot right now where it's not like a huge runaway hit like Jersey Shore or mm-hmm. the other reality shows. But I think even moderate successes do are doing pretty well for MTV. So who knows? I mean... It seems like it's a pretty, you know, easy show to produce. You got like the same amount of cast members, basically the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What are you are you uh, looking forward to the season finale, or are you t- taking it with as a as a duty? No, I'm looking forward to it. I I, I enjoy recapping the show. I enjoy like podcasting about it. I'm in, I'm looking forward to it. I just I, I I there's a lot there's some plot lines that I'm actually like genuinely interested in, including the um. The, kind of the Jared stuff, like with his PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. I'm interested in the Polly stuff because there's like the whole trust fund thing. There's the, is he going to, I think he's probably back in his trust fund, mm-hmm. but I am curious about what would happen if he was actually cut out of his trust fund, like how he would fend for himself. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really interesting to watch. Yeah, and I mean, what you know, when I covered the show, they would occasionally have those kind of interesting subplots like that that would just kind of go away. I remember when I first uh, covered the show, they were saying like, "Oh, we're going to be covering issues of race and class," mm-hmm. and like it very slightly does occasionally, but for the most part, I mean, it's just Alex and Julie. Yeah, right. But that's the thing. Like when they talked about uh, Garrett and 
I always do that. Gara and Carrot. Kara <laughs> and Garrett earlier and their difference in like socioeconomic status. Like that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And in their relationship, the way they see the world, that's an important factor that I would like to see more of. I think that would be really, really interesting. And also Canvas, I find very interesting because she's had a lot of stuff going on with her mom who has been out of her life for many, many years. And now they're kind of rekindling and also the past couple of episodes they've showed her and Jared hanging out. Like, so their friendship I think is really interesting. And even Brandon, I, I find his, like some of his music career stuff to be interesting to watch Mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, where's Brandon going to go on tour? Who is he going to be performing with? Like, I find that interesting. So we'll see. I that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And about season three, like what if possible season three, MTV does seem to promote the show a lot. Maybe it's just because like my computer cookies have recognized that I look into Siesta Key a lot. But I see them, you know, it's pretty prominently featured on their website. Usually they have recaps. They have the Cosmo stuff. Like, I don't know if MTV, I doubt MTV is directly involved with that. But Spencer, well, then again, Spencer Pratt recaps Siesta Key right. for Cosmo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's pretty interesting. And they've done some more after show stuff too. And I don't know. I think I think there could be. I think there's interest in the show. And a lot of people read my recaps. And, uh, you know, some of them don't, some of them hate them. Well, I but, think you've done a very good job. This, thank you. This season. Yes. Thank you. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, assignment to do, but I think you do it well. Thanks. Well, now that we've complimented me, which is really <laughs> the whole reason that I brought you on this podcast. Sure. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you had fun. I hope we haven't scarred you from the podcast forever. No, thanks for having and me. And I hope we'll, you'll come back soon at, or at some point. I won't make you do it next week, but maybe next <laughs> season if we have one, you can come back. Yeah, maybe. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much. And guys, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. We'll see you for the season finale. Okay, bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.